Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio by co-host Lisa Marshall. Manish, it's great to see you. It's been a little while since we, we've been on the air. We had a little break there because we did that uh, video shoot. Yeah, which was fun. It I got to tell you, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I got to see a little clip today. That's right. It was fun. Yeah, but nice to be back in the chair again in front of the mics and uh, talking about tea. Well, if you've listened to the show over the last few weeks, well, you know we've stayed on this theme of culinary uses for tea and flavors and so forth. Before that, though, we had talked about chai because I did an interview with Katrina Avila Muncello of Tea Magazine. And she was doing an article on chai. And so we actually recorded that interview and shows 96 and 97 have that interview in it. And it's odd because usually I'm the one doing the interview. Right. And in this case, the tables return. Okay, so tell me, what was so great about that interview other than you were being interviewed as opposed to interviewing? When you have a format like that where it's it's an interview, but it's conversational still. Right. You get to go into topics that you otherwise wouldn't have thought about. We've done shows on chai before. So what would be the point of doing yet another show on chai, right? Right. But she got out of me thoughts that I hadn't realized were relevant about chai. So she obviously was pretty good at her job. She's a great interviewer. And today's show is actually about somebody else that she interviewed, Padma Lakshmi. Now, if you don't know who she is, she's the host of the hit TV series on Bravo called Top Chef. She's also a world-famous model, actress, cookbook author, and now she has a line of teas as well called Easy Exotic. And so Katrina was interviewing Padma on her new tea line. Let's hear what she had to say. I'd like to start by hearing a little bit about your earliest tea memories. When did you start drinking tea? Um, I didn't think I started drinking tea probably, you know, until high school. But I must have drank herbal teas earlier than that. And certainly being Indian, teas were and are very much a part of my daily life. When you were very small, do you remember people in your family drinking tea or... Oh, yes, I do. I mean, there's a cup of tea being made every 20 minutes in my home in <laughs> India. So when in doubt, we make tea. I did a book a couple of years ago on tea memories, people's special moments with tea, whether it's tea with a friend or a trip they took that involved tea or a special place they had tea. Do you have a particular tea memory that stands out in your mind? Yes, I was filming in Sri Lanka. It must have been a dozen years ago. And I went to a tea plantation. I can't even remember the plantation now. And I brought home tea, and it was beautiful. I also remember the wedding of my girlfriend, Malini, at the Lake Palace in Rajasthan. And I remember as a gift to all of the wedding party, they gave Maharaja tea, which had gold flecks in it in these beautiful canisters and I thought that was a wonderful way to celebrate this couple you know and every time I opened my cabinet or reached for that canister which I believe I saved even though the tea was gone you know it's a nice memory I have to tell you I love that line when in doubt we make tea it was a little like that at my house that's really? probably, yeah, probably why I managed to get into the tea business at all, because I wasn't really allowed in the kitchen. Like, Indian boys are not allowed in their mother's kitchen. We should be doing something entirely different. Really? Yeah. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I didn't know how to cook anything. But because my parents were so busy with their business, they absolutely needed tea. 
So I would be making tea at least a couple times a day for them. It's a very cool memory. And to this day, I still make tea. Absolutely. Time. What about you? Any tea memories that you, know, you can think of? For me as a child, I mean, to be honest with you, most of my memories come from hot toddies. You know, when I was not feeling well, that was what my mother always made, a cup of tea or a hot toddy. So for me, and, and it still is, tea has always been kind of like a comfort food but in liquid form. And to this day, if I'm feeling a little stressed out or if I'm not feeling quite up to par, I always feel like, gosh, a nice cup of tea would be in order. Tea does certainly make you feel better. And yes. I remember that I was given tea when I was not feeling well as a child. Like, oh, give him some tea. He'll feel better. It'll give you some energy. And obviously it's chai, so sugar and the spices and they're Ayurvedic and they're helpful. So I remember that. But from a cultural perspective, I think just like Padma was talking about in India, we're just always serving tea and it's right. just part of the fabric of society. It promotes conversation. It's all about the hospitality and sitting together. And that's just the way things go. And right. But that's not just in India. I mean, there are so many different parts of the world where it's exactly like what you just described. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. It's part of the ritual of every day to make one's day better. Speaking of cultural influences, we've certainly got more to hear from Padma Lakshmi in regards to how she decided to create and launch her own line of tea. So stay with us. We'll be right back here at Steeping Around. Hi, this is Sarah with the Maya Tea Company. If you've been steeping around with Manish Shah, you've likely heard me on random radio commercials. Although I'm sure I could have had you fooled. No, I'm not a professional radio presence. Actually, I work alongside your host, Manish, during the Monday to Friday 9 to 5, pushing paper and paying bills. And like most of us 9 to 5ers, I require a daily dose of caffeine. Luckily for me, working in the tea business, there's no shortage of caffeinated teas to choose from. But I generally stick to my two favorites, yerba mate and puer tea. Yerba mate is strong and grassy, while puer is earthy and robust. When it comes to flavor, these teas couldn't be any more different. But I can depend on both of these to keep me on the edge of my seat, which is really a necessity when you work with a guy like Manish. You can find these wonderful teas, yerba mate and puer, on our website available for sale, but that's not all. Check out the blog section of mayatea.com for a blog written specifically on each of them by yours truly. You'll find a variety of other blogs there as well. That's right, Maya Tea Company isn't just about selling great tea, it's all about education and community. So if you like what you've heard on Steeping Around, you're sure to love what you're going to find on mayatea.com. And if you type the word steep into the coupon code, you can save 15%. Cheers! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea in studio with co-host Lisa Marshall, talking about cooking with tea, specifically about an interview that was done, rather fortuitously, I think, with Padma Lakshmi. She's a very famous host on Bravo's Top Chef, and we were lucky enough to get the interview that she did with Katrina Avila Munincello from Tea Magazine, who talked to her at some length about her history with tea, which we talked about earlier. And then she also talked about what kind of teas that she likes, and a little bit about her new line of teas called Easy Exotic. Let's hear what she has to say. What kinds of tea do you like to drink? 
Oh, I drink all kinds of tea. I make a white tea with rose and jasmine in it that's very fragrant and light, and it has very little caffeine. You know, I give it even to my daughter, who's three. And I also drink green tea with mint and honey. I will drink black tea. We make a French breakfast tea that starts out as a classic Earl Grey and then gets French lavender and French vanilla added to it. So it's very fragrant. It packs a lot of caffeine, hence why we drink it in the morning. Two cups of that is like having an espresso or a cup of coffee. And when did you start your tea line? What year was that? We started it two years ago. We really sell it online. What inspired you to start your own tea line? What was it you felt like you could add to the selection out there? You know, teas are, to me, a great terrain for creativity and experimentation. And the world of tea is much more vast, I think, than people realize. And for me, it was just fun to come up with these tea recipes and to experiment in my own kitchen, which I had been doing for years. So then it just became a matter of finding a good supplier to, to mix up the recipes I was doing by hand at home on a much larger scale. So how did you go about choosing these blends? Of all the blends out there, what was it about these flavors that spoke to you? You know, it was a lot of trial and error, and it was more editing than anything because I couldn't do a million combinations. So I tried to pick a green tea, a white tea, and then a black tea just to have a nice cross-section for various tastes in the market. We also do blooming teas, you know, these beautiful green tea bundles that open in the water and have real flowers sewn into the center of them. And we do those in a variety of flavors from peach and jasmine to uh, vanilla berry or, you know, grapefruit honey or tangerine spice. And they're beautiful, too. What do you feel like in terms of experimenting with tea? What are things you've seen that really have worked well as you've tried other recipes? And what have you found doesn't work well with tea? I like to make classic Indian tea at home, which means that I'm using slices of real ginger. Mm -hmm. And I gently boil the water with the milk so the tea is thicker. But you have to watch it because you don't want to scorch the milk. And then to that, I add a lot of spices, be they cinnamon or cardamom pods or a couple of cloves. Sometimes I will use palm sugar. Sometimes I'll use honey. Sometimes I'll use sugar in the raw. So you can experiment with your sweeteners. You can experiment with your spices and also the strength. But you want to make sure that that tea has balance, that it's not overly sweet or overly bitter. Like any recipe, it needs to have balance. So what's the future of your tea line? Do you have other blends you're planning on adding or expanding, or are you just continuing to promote it? at this point, we'd like to go, you know, it's it's largely been sold online and on Home Shopping Network. We would love to expand into brick and mortar, so I think that is going to be our next line of attack. Excellent. Well, when and if that happens, you let us know, and we'll make sure to let our readers know as well. I will. Thank you. That's very kind. Well, I certainly hope that she does get into more brick-and-mortar stores because I got to tell you, it wasn't as easy as one might think to just go ahead and find her product. They were only available at the Home Shopping Network, which is fine. So they were available online, so we didn't have any trouble getting them at that point. But I didn't realize that that was the only place we could get her teas. For right now, I guess so, yes. 
Actually, you can find not only her teas, but also her cookbook, as well as some of her other culinary products. They're at hsn.com. Yes. So it was cool. It was cool to find them. And of course, we brought them in. And to my surprise, they were all blooming teas. I know. And I have to be honest with you, I had never heard of a blooming tea until today. Right. So what they basically are is tea leaves that have been wrapped. So they're wrapped in like a ball or a... A shape. A shape. Right. Like she has some very interesting shapes besides the ball. I mean, like I'm looking at one, it was shaped like a heart. And then there's another one that I'm looking at right now that's shaped like a star with a little flower on top. I mean, they're really actually quite pretty. They're They're beautiful. beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're basically like artisanal wrapping. They, They work so hard at getting the teas wrapped just right and so beautifully. And then when you submit them in water, they expand, they open up, and then from within, oftentimes they put like flowers and delicate pieces inside so that when they open up, they kind of pop and they kind of explode. Right, which is exactly what these were doing and when so we did it. It's not just the tea, it's also the show and the presentation. So it's a really enticing and visual experience to see the original product and how it's shaped and how it smells, and then putting into water, preferably in a glass teapot so you can see it, and then watching it unfurl and doing its bit. Now, my contention has always been oftentimes they don't have a lot of flavor. But this is where I was rather pleasantly surprised because I have also not seen any blooming teas that had flavoring added to them. So, for example, we tried here on the show, we tried the... Vanilla berry, I think. Yes, as well as the tangerine spice. Yes, that's right. So it's not just the flavor of the tea and the flowers that they come with, but she's also added some additional layers of flavor to them as well. And that was actually another pleasant surprise. I rather liked the blooming teas and the flavors that they had here. I thought they were delicious. I really did. I mean, I can see you having, you know, your girlfriends over and and preparing a pot of this tea because you're right. It's a great presentation. But you know what? If it can introduce tea to people who might not ordinarily be interested in it, then to me, it's a win-win situation. It's certainly a good start. It is. One of the things you need to know is if you want to use blooming teas and make them, it's really important to have a glass teapot or something clear that you could watch the unfurling with. So we have a Zen teapot in our teaware section at mayatea.com that will allow you to do just that. Remember, you can find that on our website, www.mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both steeping around as well as the Maya Tea Company. And for all types of information, and shows on tea. You can visit all of our podcasts and everything we've talked about at steepingaround.com. I think Sarah also has some pictures taken of the teas blooming, and I think she'll probably put that on our website too, so you can kind of get an idea of what they look like. Yeah, that'll be great to, to, to see those as well. So on our next show, we're going to continue the conversation with Padma Lakshmi. She's going to spend a little time talking about some of the vessels that she uses and some of her brewing techniques and some of the things that are more specific to how she loves and prepares tea. So that should be a wonderful show. Thanks so much, Lisa, for joining me this week. Oh, my pleasure. This is great. It was fun. And thanks to all of you as well. And until next time, remember, it's always exotic to be steeping around. Cheers. Thank you.